I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. If you're considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right is your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right tackles topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen and bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company Black Dog Builders in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Renovation Made Right. I am David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. And we are very excited to be here today because it's actually been probably a month since we've been in the studio, it's right? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's We're feeling a little rusty. Yes, exactly. And I haven't been nearly as verbally abused in the last uh, month or so as I normally am when we get to the studio on a regular well, time. Well, you've been abused, buddy. <laughs> and so, hey, listen, I wanted I to... I try to keep you in shape that way. And, and you are, and I appreciate that. Um, I wanted to uh, share a couple things that, that well, first of all, um, our, our listener base has been really growing. We're super thankful and appreciative. We of that. are so, very. Um, I cannot believe you're actually taking your time <laughs> to listen to it, us. It, um, it is a shock. And here's another kind of little cool little tidbit. I asked Meryl, who is our awesome producer, to tell us where people are listening to us. Now, mm-hmm. my expectation was the answer was going to be in our bathroom. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Like, in the bathroom. I, I thought exclusively in the in basement, the U.S. Right. Yeah. Oh. But now, oh, you meant oh. I meant okay. in the world. I thought you meant whether right? practicing their constitutionals. But outside the United States, here's the top five because I know you wanted to know the top five I countries do. that listen to us. I do. Right. And, Are they English speaking? Uh, interestingly, not all. Wow. Right. That's shocking. Um, and so Canada, a okay, a is number one. Very nice. And Australia, oi, is number two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if they say oi. I think they say oi. You think it? Yeah, yeah. See, they're, um, they're listening in Australia now going, we do not say oi. I think they Freak. Do, right? And so if they, so Australians, for those of you who are listening, first of all, for everybody we're going to talk about here, thank you very much for listening. Thank so, you. Yeah. And secondly, um, you can you can write us a, uh, a note and let us know if you say oi. Right? So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then uh, number three is the, the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Great Britain, so that's mm-hmm. that's one. And then, interestingly enough, Sweden. 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 Later, Hosen. No, no, no that's not. That's not. That's that's from Trading Places. That's Which from that movie. movie. I know it is, yeah, but sorry. they don't wear later Hosen in yeah, Sweden. Yeah, Inger from Sweden. Yeah, yeah. That, right? they, oh no, <laughs> no, they don't like that. So anyway, have you seen um, that movie, Meryl? You have. Okay. Yeah, very yeah, inappropriate so. movie that I really thought was funny. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then the the fifth on the list is Germany. Really? Honestly. Honestly. Of, of the uh, top countries. That's that because we have two au pairs from Germany who are just the like. Only, are those the only two that listen I think to they're us? probably the only two. All right. Hi, yeah. Steffi. Hi, Yvonne. <laughs> so, um, so thank anyway, you for tuning in. I want to thank everybody for listening. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, and if you, if you are enjoying the show and you're getting some value out of it and you have um, friends or anyone you know that might be considering renovation work and also might get some value out of what we're sharing, please share uh, an episode with them. Uh, and we appreciate you subscribing and or following depending on the platform. So, again, thank you very much for being with us. And uh, we're going to try to continue to bring you some good content. Also, we'd love to get uh, questions from you. And uh, not we only just love comments, the questions. Yeah, we, the reviews have been awesome. We, we're fortunate that many folks have given us some very nice reviews. So thank you for those. But we love the questions. And so today is Q&A day. Yes. And we do understand that people write these questions down. And then right after they send them to us, 
they look on the internet and probably find the answer. <laughs> so, so this is probably late in coming. And I, I do, we do understand that we're behind the times a little bit in terms of the technology that's well, available hang on, to hang us. On. They might find an answer, but they won't find they, the, the answer, answer. that's going to be as good as I. No, I, I plus I you know plus we're entertaining. All right, or at least I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Q and A day. Q and A day. So I a lot of these, well, at least two, a lot of these are de design related. So I'm going to let you read the question Oof. because I'm going to be probably more likely to answer them. Let me put on my spectacles. Hang on. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. I have a powder room. So, okay, this is from Robin in Gloucester. Let me just jump ahead here. I have a powder room uh, that I'm thinking of remodeling. Right now, there's a 36-inch wide vanity set wall to wall uh, with a custom top and a basic toilet. But the toilet is old and powder blue, and I want to replace it. Uh, what products would you recommend? I'm on a tight budget and will be doing this work myself, says Robert from Gloucester. Ha! Huh. Okay. So for those people who are listening in other countries, Gloucester is in Massachusetts, which is actually spelled Gloucester. Yeah, very difficult. Like, like in pr pretty much only people from Great Britain and, and Massachusetts will know how to pronounce any words in Massachusetts, right. basically. Yeah. And, and in Massachusetts, no, then there's Mattapoisett, and the English couldn't do that. So, yeah. So, anyway, um, just letting you know, little little background on the weird names from Massachusetts and, that and you really that, don't care about. How about that bath project? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just love the name Gloucester. Okay. The Worcester Weister shoes to shots. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to You're it. You're not fun. Yeah, I'm totally fun. Okay, so this powder room, there's a 36-inch wide vanity. So, so a lot of, and I don't know how old this um, project is. If you have a powder blue toilet, mm, you know, maybe 70s. Um, and so somebody put a vanity in there and um, from wall to wall and then put a top on it. It's probably laminate. I don't know. Um, but if you want to do it yourself and you want it to be an easy install and you want it to look appropriate um, to today's times, then I would recommend taking out what is there and putting in a freestanding furniture vanity that doesn't touch the wall. So basically, if you have a 36-inch wide space that you're putting it into, put in a, like a 30-inch wide vanity and have a 3-inch gap on either side. So if you can go to all kinds of websites right now. Um, Home Depot is one of them, but uh, but there's a lot of um, companies that make vanities, freestanding furniture vanities. They're really attractive, really pretty. It looks like a little piece of furniture. Right. Um, and so when you take out the vanity that's there, probably the walls are going to be a little dinged up. You're going to have to patch and paint and and make it pretty again before you put the new vanity in. But that's a pretty easy fix. I don't know what your flooring is, but flooring. Um, Replacement in a small space is a great DIY project because, right. you know, you're not biting off more than you can chew. So probably, again, I don't know the exact size of this, but you're probably, it's like a water closet. So you've got like a, a three foot wide by five or six foot long room um, with a door in the middle. So you're not talking about a lot of square footage. You could try putting, you know, if there's tile now, ripping up the old tile, putting now, down new tile. It's a pretty straightforward project. And again, YouTube is a blessing YouTube for DI DIYers. Now, in, in this case also, if you had a wall-to-wall -wall vanity, it's very likely that your flooring butts up to the mm -hmm. toe of that cabinet, mm -hmm. right? To the toe, meaning the lower part of the cabinet that's in contact with yeah, the floor. Yeah, so you so, don't have any flooring beyond it. So you probably it. have no flooring beyond it, which isn't a big deal. But if you're switching, if you follow your advice and use a furniture-type vanity, 
that typically means open below, mm -hmm. right? And so you're going to want your flooring to go all the way. Right, right, for right. sure. So basically, you take everything out, you take your toilet up, you take your vanity out, you clean up the walls, you get rid of the flooring that's there, replace it with new flooring, whatever that may be, and you could do you know, VCT, which is vinyl composite tile, um, which is easy to lay. You can do regular tile. There's all kinds of projects. But again, go to YouTube for flooring. Watch a bunch of those videos. This is not a hard project to take on. You definitely can do it. Um, you can even watch a video on how to put a new toilet in place. Um, you need to be careful about the um, center lines for the toilets. They come in different, um, it's basically the spacing off of the wall. So you need to be thoughtful about the new toilet that you order for that space. But again, most of them are, are 12, 12 inch. inch on center. That's right. pretty typical, but you need to double check that. Right. And, the re and the reconnect or the disconnect and reconnect of the sink is pretty straightforward. Yeah. So, so you know, making sure if, if you're keeping your center line the same, like you said, then it's not usually that big of a deal. Right. Um, and, uh, and should be, if you have some basic skills and you can watch YouTube, right. you should be in pretty good shape. Right. And worst case scenario, you do everything else, and you have a plumber come in to install the uh, right. the vanity and the toilet. So, and that's right. that's you know a couple hour project for them, and, yeah. um, and so and it's not too much money. And actually, that's a really really good point to mention that because if you're doing DIY and you're saving a bunch of money, um, where are the areas that are high risk areas for people to doing DIY? Right, the high risk areas are plumbing and electrical. You're right. Because right? you can either burn your house down or flood your house. Yeah, or zap yourself. Right. right? Well, none of those scenarios are good, right? No. So if I've you, zapped myself right. several yeah, times. That's not good. It is not good. Um, and, uh, and so if, you are, uh, if you're uncertain of yourself uh, and, and you're just like, okay, uh, this is awesome. I'm really excited about the outcome, but I don't want to take the extra risk on of, of tying my plumbing connections in. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Be uncertain. Mm -hmm. no, it's not a bad thing. In addition to which, um, even at the time you're doing this, it makes a lot of sense for you to change out. Like if your house has, so first of all, the valve under your sink is called an angle stop. I don't know why, but it's called an angle stop, right? So it comes out of the wall at and, an angle. And you, I don't think so. Maybe I don't know. But you have, <laughs> uh, you have two of them. Obviously, you're hot and cold, right? Mm -hmm. Those angle stops are probably pretty old. Yeah. It's it, and 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 they're pretty cheap to begin with. And so at the time you're doing this, if you were hiring a professional, they would shut the water down in the house. And then take those stops off and sweat right, yeah. new angle stops on. Mm -hmm. It's a smart thing to do, right? Because if there's going to be a failure point, it's often at the oldest hardware that you have, the oldest fittings, right? Mm -hmm. That's probably less of a DIY unless you're comfortable sweating, you know, sweating uh, copper, right? And and so it's a great great area to bring a plumber in if you have a little bit of uncertainty or you want to get it done really sort of just right at mm -hmm. the highest level, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Cool. Yep. All right. But fun project. Good luck with it. Yes, absolutely. Good luck, Robin from Gloucester. Gloucester. Uh, don't hurt yourself. Okay. <laughs> so now we're going to move on to uh, we're going to move on to the next one. This is from Catherine from Madison, Wisconsin, who is planning on remodeling her kitchen. Okay. And in the context of remodeling her kitchen, she's asking the question: I am considering moving my cooktop from the outside wall to the center island. What are the pros and cons? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. This is, <laughs> I am so glad. This is such a big. This is such a big deal. Okay. So I am not a fan of cooktops in the center island for a number of reasons. The first one is is uh, purely about, well, there's a, there's so many reasons. I don't know, where do I start? Venting, let's talk about venting first. If you're gonna vent the gases in your, that you're creating cooking, you know, the oil and the, and the steam and the, the smoke and you know, when you burn something, where does it go? 
If you're venting, it's much easier to have a vent that's up over the top of the cooktop because it vents more efficiently. Heat rises. But if you're on an island, you either need an island vent, which are large and often kind of an eyesore, frankly. It comes down from the ceiling. Comes down from right. the ceiling. And it, it, and you can have it so it's above your eye line, but it's still they're still they're big. They take up a lot of space and you still have to turn a corner to get them to the outside wall. It's not often like you're gonna go straight up through right. the ceiling unless you're living in a ranch, like a one one level ranch. So it's still less efficient to vent that way, as opposed to if your cooktop is on an outside wall and you can vent straight out the outside wall. Right. So the best place for it is on an outside wall. I'm not saying that's always where they, where they are in the kitchen. There may be a lot of other circumstances why it makes sense to put the cooktop not on an outside wall, but if you can, leave it on an outside wall. So the other part, and probably the bigger part, with having it an island is is the reason that people think, oh, you know, I'd really love to have, you know, I love to cook. I want my cooktop in the center of the island so I can have conversations with people when I'm built when I'm creating these great feasts. The problem with that thinking is, so if you think about a cooking show, everybody watches the cooking show, right? And you know, at that point they're like putting they have the cameras on the on the food and you're stirring it up and everybody's really excited about what's going on on the cooktop at that point. And that is the show. But the show is only 20 minutes. Doesn't factor in the prep. Doesn't factor in the prep and doesn't factor in the cleanup. So so that you have 20 minutes of actual work at your cooktop, but you have an hour of prep and you often have more than an hour of cleanup. And so the problem is is that you're you're putting the cooking on display when that is the minimum of stuff that you do in the kitchen. Right. You know, it's probably 20% what you actually do in the kitchen is, is at your cooktop. The rest of the stuff is like getting stuff out of the fridge, chopping up the vegetables, washing the pots and pans afterwards. That's where it takes most of the time. And so the real center of your kitchen is the sink. Right. So the other part of, so, so you know, putting, putting your, your cooktop in the center of, of activity it's not really, doesn't make any sense from a time perspective. But the other part of it is also it doesn't make a sense in terms of a safety standpoint, right? Like you could have an island that's big, but still when people are sitting next to it and, you know, there's you're frying something, there's still those little spits of oil that come out and it's not great. If you have little kids, you're worried about them reaching over and touching something. Now, there are some ways to mitigate that. There are. Like a double level island. Or yes, you can right. raise it and have a bar top right. island. But again, that's not really great for little kids because they can't get into the bar height seats safely. Um, you know, so up and down is a safety factor. So, you know, thinking about if you're having any multi-generational work in that kitchen is not really great from a safety standpoint. So this is what I would recommend instead, if you can. Instead of putting your cooktop in the island, put your sink in the island for a couple reasons. One, people like to talk to you face to face, right? So if you're, sit if you're doing most of your work in the kitchen at the sink, which you do, most of your prep work or your cleanup work is done at the sink, then people can have conversations with you without invading your space. So think about like a sink on a window looking out. People will come into your workspace and stand next to you so that they can have face-to-face -face conversation with you, but then they're in your way. If you're at an island and you put your sink in the island, then they can be on the opposite side of the island. You can have conversations with them. You can do all your prep work. You can do all your cleanup work, and they're not in your way. And for the 20 minutes that you're working at your cooktop, yes, you will have to turn away. But it's more efficient from a venting perspective. It's safer. 
and it's just more efficient from the use of the space. Yeah, now having said that, so I agree with all those things, but having, uh, having said that, we routinely will still put um, cooking surfaces in islands, and there are ways to do it well, and there are ways to do it where it's not so not such a great thing. But your my takeaway from this conversation is, if you're starting from scratch and you got a clean slate, you bring up a lot of good points to factor in in sort of the overall placement of, of what happens mm-hmm. where, right? And uh, and so I think it, some things sometimes people get pulled in because they're either on house or they're on Pinterest and they see these beautiful kitchens with these island cooktop cooking services or these very cool hoods. But just because they look cool doesn't mean they function cool. Right. Right. And that's what you're saying. It, they don't. Right. Well, and, and you can get a downdraft vent for right. for uh, an island um, cooktop. So you don't have to have that huge vent over the top. But the problem right. is downdraft vents don't work as well as overhead vents. Right. And they're right. louder. They are. They're because because they actually, I think, in general, they need to, they need to move even more air uh, because they can't rely on convection. They can't rely on the fact that, uh, in fact, they want to fight convection because your steam and your smoke is going to rise up, right. and, and it's going to want to go away, right? Yep. So that, that's, um, so I think that's a good point. And so, Catherine, your, you know, your question was, you know, what should I think about where the cooking surfaces are? Um, and so I think Brent's talking about, uh, I, think, I think the advice is really good. At the end of the day, you fall in love with a, a, a different solution. It can work. You just need to know what the trade-offs are. That's what it's all about, right? That's what designs, everything in design is a trade-off, yep. right? And, and you just need to be educated about it. So hopefully my lovely wife has done just that. I hope so. All right. So that was uh, from Catherine from Madison, Wisconsin. So hopefully uh, that uh, that will have been helpful. So here's another. So where are all the construction geeky questions? We got all design questions today. Ha-ha. So, so thank, Ha-ha. thank you for the design questions. We appreciate it. It's okay because yeah. you know what? We, we're, we're recording other shows that you'll get to talk the whole time. And I'll just go, uh-huh. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I agree. Well, hopefully you're also going to say something like, honey, that's a brilliant point. I am really impressed by that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Next. Now, uh, from Keith from Elliott, Maine, we have the following question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Give it to me. Uh, I have an older home built in the Victorian era, Queen, a Queen Anne. Uh, and I would like to bring the electrical fixtures back to an original look. They were replaced in the 80s with stuff that is terrible. Um, is there some place that I should be shopping? Question mark. From yes. Keith from Elliott Maine. Yes, there is. Um, first of all, this is, this is, again, I know, Keith, you sent this question in, and then you immediately went to the internet and found plenty of places to shop for Victorian slash Queen Anne fixtures. No, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. And You're Keith, a Keith woman. no, Keith, if you are, I'm not bitter. I'm just <laughs> saying, Keith, get off your butt. Let your fingers do the walking. But this is an easy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Keith, thank you for the question. Thank we you really for appreciate the question. It. I'm sorry. All right. Continue. Keith. <laughs> Help Keith out. I want people to send in questions. I really do. Exactly. But this is an easy one. So um, there are plenty of places. If you actually do, and I just did a, a quick search when I got this question about Queen Anne electrical fixtures. And lo and behold, there were websites, Old old House Online, um, which is part of, you know, the Old House Show. The Old House Journal. Show, the Old right? House Journal, right, exactly. That's a there great, was, by the way, that's, that's a, great a great resource, resource in general. If you have a home that is sort of a restoration type of home, like mm-hmm. a, a Victorian kind of a home, yep. uh, that is a, some, that's a really, really good resource for all that, the, like the vendors that sell stuff that you need and, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and potentially access to, uh, to, to contractors and so forth. They're really good. Yep. And they had a whole article on on period lighting and you know what what connotates Art Deco. What is Queen Anne? What is you know 
quote unquote like Victorian, which spans a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so, uh, what is arts and crafts and, right. and examples of that, so that you know what you're looking for? Well, and even on the electrical side, you can you can still get you if you're older like us, um, you can maybe recall having been in homes that have maybe the old push button push switches, push button switches, or the right. di- or the dial switches, right? Yep. And you can buy those today that look like they did back then, but are now code conforming and right, safe. Right, right. Yeah, you don't so, have to worry about lighting your house on fire right, when you turn them. Because some of those some of those older switches, you know, there's um, <laughs> there's older technology, and there's like sparking happening in the mm-hmm, background when mm-hmm. you're activating it, right? Yep. So now you can get switches that don't have that. Yep. Right. So Old House Journal, great place to go um, for resources. And like I said, all their advertisers are, are manufacturers. And then um, there's a company called Renovation Hardware, um, which is rh.com, and they are also a good source for stuff. Um, again, they they produce a lot of things that are are period appropriate. So I would try both of those, and um, best of luck. It's a well, lot of fun. Yeah, and by the way, while I'm on that too, uh, so if they were replaced in the 80s, right, that, the other thing to make sure you take a look at um, is that the, uh, the wiring is also updated, mm. right? So the yeah, if so you the, have all knob and tube, yeah. that's a, an so the issue, fixtures right? only one piece of it, right? So if you have uh, you you very well may have the fixtures you're talking about not be uh, a three wire grounded system, right? And so before you go ahead and just put, and, and that doesn't mean that somebody in the '80s could have actually taken a fixture that wanted to be grounded and not grounded it, mm-hmm. right? That that actually happens, um, and. So yeah, hopefully in the 80s they updated your knob and tube as uh, well. You'd hope, but, you know, there's been hackers in every generation. Yes, there right? are. And so, uh, so I think the, um, in addition to getting the fixtures in there that are appropriate for your house, it sounds like you're trying to do the right thing by your home, you also want to just dig in and make sure that the infrastructure is being uh, updated. Even though you're trying to keep the aesthetic value true to the house, you want to make sure that the way the house is working is being updated. Yeah, absolutely. And you okay. know what's interesting? There's a... Um, uh, we're down on Martha's Vineyard um, in the summer an awful lot, and there is a beautiful Queen Anne that was renovated with the um, kind of it was through old house, the old house show, this old right? House, yeah, right, the PBS, uh, this old yep. house, yep. Um, and they were involved in the renovation of this beautiful Queen Anne um, right on the park, and it was just lovely. And something happened; could have been electrical, burned <laughs> to the ground, like yep. after they finished right. renovating was, yeah. the whole thing. It was a tragedy, and and burned completely to the ground, and they actually rebuilt it stick by stick stick by stick exactly yeah it was amazing right so but you don't really want to have to go through that you do not so So, yeah be careful with your electrical even though you're asking these we got three design questions i can still plug in some construction geek stuff oh yeah uh, i know i noticed you talked a lot mike oh no no it's good it's good (laughs) all right so uh that brings us to uh to the end of three nice questions thank you for uh, for that listeners we love the questions please feel free to uh Thank you, and please th- send us more questions because honestly, even if after you send the question, you look it up on Google and find an answer, we really enjoy answering the questions too, and we might give you a little tidbit of information that you hadn't thought of otherwise. Exactly so. right. Exactly right. So, um, and we're terribly insecure. So when we when people send us questions, that means they know we know that they're listening to exactly. us. Exactly. So thank you very much. So anyway, <laughs> um, so you've been listening to Renovation Made Right. We really appreciate you being with us. And I am Dave Bryan, and I am Brenda Bryan. Take care. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review. 